You're listening to episode number 17 of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where we talk about why we have such a hard time staying consistent with our habits and goals and what to do instead. I'm master at life and weight loss coach Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Hey, welcome back. Fall is finally here. I'm so excited. It's my favorite time of year. And with it, though, can also bring a lot of drama around it being the end of the year and we haven't hit our goals yet. Why bother? Screw it. I might as well start again in January. Thoughts like, well, Halloween is coming and the candy is going to be here. And maybe your office already has a candy bowl that's full. Maybe there's going to be this endless stream of candy and chips and cookies and pies and homemade foods and all the snacks through Thanksgiving and Christmas. And we'll just start again in the new year. And so I really want to challenge this mindset and this approach, right? Because we still have three months left of the year. There is still a big chunk of time. Do not throw away the year yet. That's my challenge to you. And my encouragement is that you can save the year. I don't care if you have gained weight this year, if you have not lost any weight, you can still do this. You can still lose weight. You can still change your relationship to food. You can still learn how to love yourself better. You don't just have to say screw it and throw everything out the window. Let me get off my soapbox real quick. (laughs) So in October, I'm going to host a live workshop. All the details will be coming soon, but I just want to get you ready for this because I'm going to teach you how to lose weight eating the foods that you love. No pills, no potions, no exercise, no willpower required. None of that. And this is going to be really important as we move into the holiday season, as we go into Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas and whatever other holidays you might celebrate. We really need to look and get clear on what is it that we're doing and how can we lose weight throughout this entire process while enjoying the foods that we love without the deprivation and sacrifice, without counting, measuring, weighing, without obsessively tracking. How do we learn how to listen to our bodies and make this easy? That is what this is all about. So today we are gonna dive into consistency and this brings everything into play because when you create a plan and you learn how to be consistent, when you have figured this piece out, you can be consistent no matter what, regardless of the circumstance, regardless of the holidays, the travel, the parties, the events, vacations, your kids being homesick, regardless of you working from home or working from an office, it does not matter what the circumstance of your life is, you have that consistency and you can implement it and do it no matter what. One of the biggest problems that I see is that most weight loss plans are there for our best of days, our best weeks, our unicorn weeks when everything is on track, when the kids get out of the house on time and they make it to the bus and you don't have to drive them, when there's no traffic, when the dogs and the cat behave perfectly and there's no pee and poop in random places, when your boss is glorious and singing your praises and everything is going well at work and your husband is super doting and just loving on you and amazing. We have weight loss plans for those kinds of weeks. And then we have zero weeks out of the year that ever meet that threshold. And then we're sitting around like WTF, why can't I lose weight? What's wrong? And it's because we're making plans for this fictitious view of how perfect everything is going to go. And we need things to be perfect in order to hit all of these parameters in order to hit these benchmarks. 
So it's just not realistic. I want to talk about the three things that you need to achieve anything you want in life, because there are three core aspects and consistency is one of them. We need to be consistent in our implementation. So we need to have, number one, a strategy or a plan of how we're going to achieve this. So in weight loss, a lot of times this looks like a diet, right? People will tell you what to eat. It looks like an exercise plan. People will tell you what to do in the gym. So it's really what are you focusing on? What's the plan of action? Number two, you need mindset. You need some belief work. You need to increase your confidence in yourself, your self-belief, your self-love, and the belief that you can actually go out there and do something, that you can go out and do something maybe you've never done before. To be able to lose weight and keep it off, many of us struggle with that. Sometimes we have challenges losing the weight, but a lot of times with a lot of the women that I talk with, it's that they can lose the weight, they just can't ever keep it off. And that's the heartbreaking part. That's the struggle. That's the frustration. And that comes from the consistency. So you need these three. These three are like strands that are braided. And when you braid these three strands together, that is what creates this tight-knit cord. That's how you create the result that you want, regardless of what area in your life you're trying to work on. So this applies to everything. And I think that's what's really cool is when we start to change and we apply one thing to one area of life, we can then take it and apply it to another. And it has this ripple effect now on creating a life that we absolutely love, not just the body that we want. Because yes, we want the body, absolutely. I wanna feel hot and sexy in my jeans. I wanna look good in that bikini. I want to feel good about myself. I want to think good things about myself. And I get to start doing that right now. But I also wanna be working on that life. Because at the end of the day, having a great body isn't gonna mean crap if I don't also have a life that lights me up. If I don't have a marriage where I feel loved and supported and where I can love and support and serve at the same time, if I don't have a healthy relationship with my kids, if I don't have a career or a job or business that I feel passionate and driven and that really lights me up and gives meaning and purpose to what I'm doing, if I don't have this life holistically, the body isn't going to mean crap. So I want to be really clear about that. But let's dive into what this really looks like, because this is something that I've seen come up in my Facebook group recently has been talk about consistency. How do I become consistent? And we all know that consistency is key, that that's one of the things that we struggle with. And I want to explain why. In the weight loss space specifically, everybody is giving you a plan. Everyone is really good at giving you, number one, a plan or a strategy for how to lose weight. Just lift this much weight, run this many miles, eat this, not that just avoid those foods, do this, not that, right? We're really good at getting plans. Nobody else, though, is giving you any kind of belief and mindset work. No one is helping you change your relationship to food, to your body, to yourself. Nobody's helping you change how you think, how you talk to yourself. Nobody's helping you with that self-confidence in the weight loss space specifically. There are other coaches out there who will help with these things, but what I'm talking about is weight loss in particular, like the weight loss diet industry not designed to help do that. The fitness and exercise industry, not designed to help do that. They all are going to tell you, well, lose the weight and then you'll be sexy. Lose the weight and then you'll feel confident. Lose the weight and then you'll be happy. Do these exercises and then you can lose the weight and then you'll be happy, right? It's, well, you just need to do this work. And so everybody out there is giving you the plan, but they're not teaching you how to think differently about yourself, about your life, about food, about exercise. They're just saying, do this, not that. Eat this, not that. And so it's no wonder then that we don't have any consistency. Nobody's 
teaching you how to be consistent other than, well, just say no. Just have more willpower. Just go to sleep in your gym clothes because then you'll get up and you'll already be dressed. Might as well go to the gym. Not always. We can come up with all the tactics, but all of the tactics are not going to create the consistency if you don't have the mindset in place. So you need both the plan and the mindset in order to create consistency. And you can't have consistency without the mindset and you can't have consistency without a clear plan that works for you and your lifestyle no matter what comes your way, no matter what time of year it is. So let's start first with the plan because this is a big area where we get things wrong. And by we, I mean the weight loss space. (laughs) What we have been told gets things wrong. So a lot of times what happens is rather than simple incremental changes, we have these big, massive shifts, right? It's throw out everything in your pantry that is processed food or get rid of all the white flour, white sugar, refined carbs. We're just going to throw everything away. So all that macaroni, toss it. The bread, toss it. The sugar, it's got to go. The banana bread, in the trash. We have these big pantry cleanouts, and we're like, oh, there we go. Everything is perfect now. And we get super restrictive and super focused on, I can't eat this and I have to avoid that and that is bad. Meanwhile, all of the quote bad food is often contradictory. So it's, well, fat is bad. Oh, now carbs are bad. Oh, sugar is bad. Oh, processed foods are bad. Animal products are bad. Meat is bad. We have this never ending list of what is good or bad. Gluten is bad. Dairy is bad. Now, there may be times where you want to avoid certain foods because of certain health issues that you have. So I highly advocate that you avoid most seed and corn oils, a vegetable oil, things like that. I think those are great foods to be avoiding. And we should be focusing on omega-3s and some better fats. We can be focused on things for health reasons, but we also want to give ourselves space and room to live and enjoy life. So We have to find that balance, which means that it can't be an all or nothing. And that is one of the biggest mindset challenges I think that we have in a lot of things, but especially around food and exercise, is it's all or it's nothing, rather than finding this middle ground. And when you're stuck in this black and white thinking of it's all or it's nothing, there is no middle ground. You can't have a little and just enjoy it because it's all or nothing. You can have this and this alone or this much and that's it. And so the problem with most plans today is that they're just too restrictive. They don't actually account for your lifestyle, your tastes and preferences, what you enjoy eating, how your body works and functions. There's no right or wrong way. Some people's bodies do fine with dairy and gluten. Other people's don't. So if your body does not do well with gluten and dairy or if it does not do well with certain foods, then it's all about having the right mindset to be able to let that go. And to stop being pissed off and angry at life because you can't eat certain foods. And I'm putting can't in quotes because you can certainly go out and eat that. The question is, how are you going to feel afterwards? And so it's so much more empowering to start to think about how do we want to choose to? What am I choosing to eat? And so when you're creating a plan, I want you to really focus on the lifestyle plan. So number one, your plan needs to involve sleep and water. If you are not doing those things, you are shooting yourself in the foot. You need to be sleeping at least six to eight hours a night. You need to be drinking at least 65 ounces of water every single day, minimum. And the way that we do this is we learn how to make it fun and easy on ourselves. We learn how to have the tactics and the tricks and the setup to have it there. We learn what's going to motivate us to drink more water. We need to truly eat when we're hungry and stop when we're satisfied. That is my 
always going to be my number one tip is really digging into your hunger and satiety levels. Are you hungry? Are you satisfied? And if you're eating outside of that window, we want to start to look at why and understand what's going on underneath the surface because this is emotional eating. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not a stain on your humanity. We just need to get really clear on what's going on. What's really driving this? That way we can solve for the right problem. We need to be solving the right things. So this just helps us dig in and narrow in on what that is. And we need to have a realistic, doable daily plan. So the way that I teach it is I tell clients to start by planning their week and then from there plan out their days. Some clients prefer just to plan the week. Some clients prefer just to plan day to day. When I have a a clear plan of my week, I can plan out my days so much faster and easier. And it's just boom. There's no big thinking about it. I've got all the food, all the ingredients, everything's there. Whether the food is made or not, I have the things that I need in order to eat certain things, in order to stick with this. And when we plan, we're now using our conscious thinking brain. So we're not planning from the habit brain. Now, this is often where we go wrong. When we make these fictitious diet plans instead of a realistic, doable, easy, fun plan, because we often think, well, it has to be hard. It has to be restrictive. If I want to lose weight, I just got to suck it up and do it. So I need this diet plan. I need this in order to lose the weight. And because of that, we are not consistent with it. Because when we are thinking from this diet place, we're thinking with our prefrontal cortex. This is our thinking brain. So it's up here in your forehead. And I want you to imagine that your brain is a mullet. I don't remember now if I've used this expression before. I think I have. But it's business in the front, party in the back. So in the front of our brain, around our forehead, we have our prefrontal cortex. That is where our willpower is housed. That's where logic, reasoning, and cognitive thinking and problem solving, that's where that is all held. That's the thinking part of your brain. This is where we're making these unrealistic diet plans. It's from this part of our brain. Now, your habit brain is in the back. It's near the back of your neck where your skull attaches down to your neck right there. That is where your habit brain is located. That is where your brain is going to want to make all those decisions in the moment. That is where we run on autopilot because our brain is always trying to conserve energy. We are constantly going to that habit brain. It makes it easy on our brain. We don't have to think too much. We can save that thinking for when we need it for certain tasks or projects. But then we start making decisions. And oftentimes it's on autopilot. We may not even realize this is what's happening, but now we're making decisions from the habit brain. So now when it's 6 p.m. and everyone's hungry and the kids are tugging on you and your spouse is like, what's for dinner, honey? And you just walk in the door and the house is a mess. You've got this mountain of laundry still to fold. And you're like, "Uh, I don't know. You just default to what you've done in the past, whether it's pizza or mac and cheese or chicken nuggets. We just default because of that habit thinking. This is why our diet plans don't work because your brain is trying to communicate in different languages. We're not thinking with our thinking brain. Everything is running on autopilot from our habit brain. So we have to start to break those habits. The first place that you have to start is by creating a plan that is realistic. It's doable. So if you're looking to start exercising, do not say I'm going to exercise every single day for an hour. Don't even say I'm going to exercise every single day for 30 minutes. Really break it down and say, hey, can I start with 10 minutes three days a week? And if you wanted to do bonus, do extra. But you start with a minimum baseline and you say, all right, these three days, I know I can get out there for 10 minutes. Maybe I'm going to walk. Maybe I'm going to bike. Maybe I'll go for a jog, maybe a swim. It, it can look like a variety of different things, but how are you going to move your body in a way that you enjoy? 
maybe I want to start lifting weights or I want to do these classes. I want to make sure I go to yoga or Pilates or Zumba or body pump or I want to go do these things. And my goal is to go twice a week. You don't have to make it every single day. You start simple. You start with what's realistic, what's doable. Not what do you have to move heaven and hell in order to make happen. This is the first place that we have to look when it comes to consistency. If you are not consistent in your habits, it's because your habits are likely too hard. It's not realistic for your lifestyle. So that's always going to be the first place we've got to start looking. When it comes to food, we want to look at making these small level ups. When I'm looking at my food, I'm always looking at number one, am I eating when I'm hungry and stopping it satisfied? Because that's always going to be my number one place to look. And with clients, that is always my number one place for them to look. Number two, I'm going to then start with, all right, what do I know to be some of the things? Like if I think back to this past week, what's really happened? Have I been eating more than one protein bar? How much have I been snacking? Where have old diet rules come up? If I try to limit my carb intake too much, I then end up with cravings later in the day. So because I'm trying to cut carbs and my body's starting to freak out, it's like, oh, shoot, send out the cravings. So I want quick energy, which is often processed carbs, refined white flour, chips, cookies, chocolate. That is often what I crave when my brain is stuck in this low-carb tendency. So it's really being able to spot the patterns and look for how these all play together. So I need to look at, okay, where am I restricting? Where am I getting impatient? Where am I thinking, oh, I just need to hurry this up? Maybe I need to go on a low-carb stint. Maybe I need to cut out and go vegan or all organic, and that's my problem. When really, we just need to look at, is this realistic for us right now? If you're drinking wine every night, maybe you're drinking a bottle a night and you want to start to cut back. Well, instead of having four glasses, you start with three glasses. Every single night, you plan three glasses. And then each night, you get to decide, do I want to have three? Maybe I'll just have two. Maybe one night, I'll have one. Maybe some nights, I'll have none. But it's on there, and it's planned for. And it's realistic. Going from drinking every night to no drinking probably isn't going to feel that good. We're going to have lots of thoughts, lots of drama. And unless you are working with somebody to specifically take you through this process, It's probably going to be really hard because you can white knuckle and resist for maybe a month, but then you're going to go right back to the habit. And what have you learned? Maybe you stopped drinking for a month, but what good did that do if you just go back to the same habits that had you drinking to begin with? That's what we want to be on the lookout for. How do I start to cut back? How do I get good about making these level ups? And what I recommend for clients is that you decide when you make this level up. You get to decide when you cut things out. You get to decide when this happens. And then we work together on how do you continue with the process, continue with these commitments. And then as we reintroduce things, how to manage your mind reintroducing things, the things that you want to bring back. For some of us, there are going to be things that we want to cut out and eliminate completely 100%, especially if you have any kind of food intolerances or health issues. There are going to be certain foods that maybe you're just like, hey, you know what? Don't ever really want to be eating this, period. Maybe once or twice a year, this will come in. That's fine. For others, maybe we'll just take a break from sugar. We'll take a break from drinking. We'll take a short break from something. And then we'll start to reintroduce it and look at really managing our minds and our thoughts about having a little, about how much is too much, about, oh, well, I blew it now, which takes us into the mindset piece. So our plan has to be realistic and doable. And that's often the number one starting point when creating consistency. And that's the biggest issue as to why people can't be consistent is it's not realistic for this phase of life, for the holidays, for the travel, for the vacation. It's only 
realistic in this unicorn fictitious land that we talked about that never happens. And I know this from a diet perspective. It also works with our time. I was making diet plans with my time for a long time. And then I would get frustrated and be like, what the heck? Why am I not getting this stuff done? I can't believe I'm not working 40 hours a week. What is, what's wrong with me? What's, there's some kind of problem. And I was making these like diet plans with my time. So I had things back to back. There wasn't enough time allotted for certain activities. There wasn't any white space. It was very like pushed together. And let me see how much I can cram into this time, into this block. And it, it wasn't realistic. And every week I wouldn't hit it. And every week I would think I just have to try harder. That is not the solution. If try harder was, was it, it would have worked by now, honey. It's not working. Just try harder does not work. Just say no does not work. So number one, we have to make a realistic plan, which means that we also need to change the way that we think about food. Food cannot be good or bad or off limits or never can I ever, or we cannot moralize food because when we moralize food, we end up moralizing ourselves. And we can't have a little bit and enjoy it if we're moralizing food. If that food is bad and off limits and I shouldn't be doing it, well, that's when we're sneaking it in the dark. That's when we're trying to hide the wrappers from our partners. That's when we get into trouble. So really looking at what is the roadblock? What's the obstacle of creating that realistic plan? A lot of times that goes back to mindset. What are your thoughts about food? Which foods are good? Which foods are bad? What foods will prevent you from losing weight? That's what we want to start working on. This is how we create a healthy relationship with food. This is how we stop emotionally eating. We've got to really understand and dig into all of the food rules that we've learned and maybe grew up with that do not serve us anymore. Clean your plate. Don't throw the food away. You don't want to waste that food that may have served you at one point in your life, but it's not going to serve you now. So we need to start to change our thoughts about food. That is the goal. So mindset work, we really want to work on what what am I thinking? What am I feeling about myself? How am I thinking and feeling about food? How do I think and feel about exercise? So we want to look for all of the excuses, justifications, and permission-giving thoughts we give ourselves to eat. So not only is it that we need a realistic plan, we can make a realistic plan, something that feels doable, that we're like, yes, this is a 10 out of 10. I like the foods on my plan. This feels totally doable. And then somebody's going to bring in donuts to the office. That Becky, what a bitch. I can't believe she did that. Or there's going to be leftover birthday cupcakes or your kids are going to bring home treats from school or your husband's going to get you chocolate or somebody's going to do something what they see as something nice for you and it's going to go against what you had planned maybe the boss wants to take everybody out for drinks and you didn't plan it there's always going to be something that comes up and we are going to have a lot of excuses and justifications as to why we should eat why we should break this plan this is why we have a trouble with consistent we have a, a challenge with consistency and being consistent sticking to our routines to our habits sticking with new routines or creating new things and sticking with it is because we haven't learned how to manage all of the thoughts all of our mind drama all of the questions over Well, if I don't go out with them, maybe I'm going to be seen as maybe I'm going to be excluded. Maybe I'm not going to be one of the team. Maybe I need to go and do this because it'll be fun. Somebody else is paying for it. It's free. I should eat it. It would be rude if I don't. We have a lot of thoughts around why we should eat when we're not hungry and stop and eat beyond the point of being satisfied. That's what we've got to dig into with the mindset piece. 
And this is not something that other diets are teaching you out there. They'll t- they're telling you to eat this, not that, and just work out harder, just paleo harder and run more. That is not the solution. If you want to build consistency, you need to start to look at your thoughts. We need to look between the ears. That is where we create the momentum. That is where we build the momentum is by starting to identify and understand what are all those thoughts that are preventing you from taking action. So if you want to be consistent in your workout habit, it needs to be doable. It needs to be realistic. It needs to be simple. It can't be, well, I'm going to walk 20,000 steps every single day because you're going to do that for a week, maybe two, if you've got some kind of accountability or maybe it's a challenge, you're going to go out and do that and then you're not going to walk for the next three months. That's just the way that it works. You're going to burn yourself out. So it needs to be realistic. And then we need to look at what are all of my thoughts about this. So consistency requires a strategy or a plan and it requires mindset work. And your strategy or plan when it comes to weight loss needs to be realistic. It needs to be doable. It needs to feel fun. It needs to feel easy. It needs to incorporate foods that you love. And it's okay to make trade-offs. I've got some clients who like sweets, and so they would rather have sweets than bread or sweets than pasta or sweets than rice. Like that, there are times where we make those trade-offs where we say, you know what? I'm not going to have the appetizer. I would rather have dessert. I've got some clients who actually love the bread and they would say, hell yeah, give me the bread basket. I'll skip dessert. It's really looking at what foods do you actually enjoy and not making any of them wrong. Nothing is off limits. We want to start to create that healthy relationship to food. And when we do, that's when we can eat in moderation. But we can't do that when, number one, we're at war with food and we're creating these unrealistic plans. When we moralize food and then we moralize ourselves. So now not only am I doing a bad thing by eating this pizza, now I am bad. We fall down the the shame spiral and we start beating ourselves up, kicking ourselves for, oh, I should have known better. I should have done, I should have done this. I shouldn't have eaten that. Instead of really understanding and getting curious as to honestly questioning, why was I reaching for that food? What inspired that? How can I slow myself down next time? How can I create a pause? What can I do to give myself these reminders of these goals? If you're not losing the weight that you want, or if you're gaining the weight back and you're not able to keep it off, we've got to look at all three of these things. But you cannot create consistency without having the right strategy in place for you and without working on your mindset and your thoughts about fitness, about exercise, about food, about your body, about yourself, about your worthiness, about your ability to be loved. Like These are the things that we have to work on. And this is what nobody else is teaching in the weight loss space. That is why I am doing this. That's why I'm so hellbent on helping women create the body that they crave in addition to a life that they love. It's like a byproduct. I'm going to create the body I crave because I am creating a life that I love. And I'm putting my focus and putting my joy, my attention, my energy, my desire for adventure or spontaneity. I'm putting it in these areas of life. I'm not searching for it at the bottom of a bag of Oreos. That's how this works. And I look for the small, simple steps when I need to bring myself back onto plan. When I feel like, oh, I'm not being consistent, I look at, okay, what do I need to get consistent? Is my plan realistic? Yes. All right. What is stopping me then? What are all the thoughts and excuses and justifications to not do the things that I say I'm going to do? This is where we've got to be on the lookout for thoughts like, oh, it's not good enough. Screw it. I already ruined the week. Screw it. It's already September. Halloween's coming. I'll start again in January. 
and we throw in the towel way too early. We give up on ourselves. We give up on our hopes and our dreams instead of looking at, how do I save this? How do I make the best of this? And instead of looking for small, simple action steps of like, how do I get back on track? How do I make the most out of this? We want to do it all. We want to go on these crazy restrictive diets and do this big old challenge. And we've got to take cold showers and hit it hard. Instead of looking at, can I just leave two bites behind? Can I just cut down and eat five pieces of chocolate instead of the entire bag? Can I have one protein bar today instead of three? Can I swap one sweet for a fruit? This is how we're going to start making progress. But you will not make progress and you will not stay consistent if you constantly have the thought that it's not good enough. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is in direct conflict because a doable plan, a realistic plan for yourself is probably going to feel like it's not good enough. It's not good enough for weight loss. And this is where we've got to change our approach. We've really got to identify what is it that we're doing because it's not just about the food. Again, we've got to make sure we're eating it when we're truly hungry and we're stopping it satisfied. That's the key. So if you would like some help with this, if you would like some help with the consistency piece, if you feel like maybe you need some help with creating that realistic plan with what does this really look like and how do I implement it? on a regular basis? How do I work through those thoughts and excuses and justifications that I give myself to eat? Then I would love to chat. So you can book a free discovery call and this will give us one hour together where we can really look at what's going on in your life and your world. Where do you want to be in six months? And I'll help show you the obstacles and challenges standing in your way That way we can bust through them. I'll help you create a roadmap that is going to address all of the obstacles so that you can create the body and the life so that we can truly be focused on creating more of what we want in every part of life. So you can book that call at bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule. So that's going to show you a calendar of all my availability and you go in, find a day and time that works best for you and we'll get on the phone and we'll just chat. And we'll have a good conversation and you'll walk away with extreme clarity and understanding as to why you haven't hit your goals in the past, what's stopping you, and how to move forward with conviction, with certainty, with compassion for yourself. That's what this is all about. All right, cool. Well, have a great week, guys. Questions, comments, fears, regrets, send me an email, message me. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram. And if you haven't yet joined the Body You Crave community on Facebook, make sure you come over and join us. So you can simply search Body You Crave community on Facebook. It is a free group for all of my listeners and anyone who is interested in really taking this work deeper. If you'd like more of what I have to say, you will find a plethora of videos and content in there where you can focus on the mindset, where you can have me in your ears every day. All right, here's to creating the body and life you crave. If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop, Five Keys to End Emotional Eating and Lose Excess Weight for Life. You'll learn the counterintuitive reason why all your attempts to restrict food over the years has actually led to weight gain and the mental switch you need to flick that'll have you dropping pounds without sacrificing wine, carbs, or the food you love. Get all the details at bodyyoucrave.com.